Hi, folks. Welcome to Gospel of Kennison, episode 162, brought to you the week of May the 4th. Happy 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day and all that stuff. I didn't do anything Star Warsy today, except I watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that's coming to Disney Plus, and oh, I'm excited. I don't get it. Well, I do get excited about things recently, but I don't get excited about much typically, you know, but I'm excited about that show. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be six episodes. So it's going to be like one big fat long movie. Oh, it's, it's what he deserves, you know? So I, I, I hope for good things. You know, I have, I have high, high hopes. So, um, let's, Start like we usually do by thanking our patron supporters with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Wesley Kill. You can become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. Why would you want to do that? Well, because you like me and you want to support me. And this is kind of my job and the only way I make money. Or you could get me to draw you a picture. But we'll talk about that in a minute, okay? Anyway, this is my personal audio journal, and if I haven't said so, my name is James Kennison. I think I forgot that part. My name, that is. Let's uh, recap some of the things that I talked about last week. One of them was that I was not sleeping well, and that seems to be linked, as I've come to find out. To whether or not I work out during the day. Like it really came up this past Saturday when I went to um, a very special place that I'll tell you about now. Um, I went to the Illinois Council of the Blind Convention. They have an annual convention just outside of St. Louis on the Illinois side of the old Mississippi and I was asked to come up and participate in the, and to purchase a vendor table, which I did. And I, I got some, um, banners printed and I got some special business cards made and I got 500 special business cards made. And when I say special business cards, they have large format print on them and they have braille printed on them. It didn't cost very much to get printed, but they cost a lot to get brailled. Um, so anyway, I got 500 of them. I didn't know what to expect, but let's just say that it was a wonderful experience because it was, it was, I met some fantastic people and I think I got some new listeners out of the deal. Um, it was amazing mixing with a different subculture of people. Because blind folks have unique needs and they have some pretty cool technology. Um, but there weren't very many people there. I would say maybe in total, if I'm being generous, there were 70 and it was probably closer to 50. And so I, uh, I had no idea what to expect prior to. To this, I'd never done a convention before. The only convention I'd ever been to was Dragon Con in Atlanta. And their conventions have thousands of people uh, taking up multiple 
uh, hotels that you have to go to, to experience everything. Um, you know, multiple floors and levels and, and thousands and thousands of people. I knew it wouldn't be that big, but I thought it would be, you know, a little bigger. So I, I purchased, um, 500 business cards and I got, um, some decorative banners and, um, it was worth it. It really was. And here's why, um, well, two reasons. First reason is I want to do more of these. I want to find out where the one is for Missouri and I want to go to it and I want to do what I did, uh, again, because it was a very positive experience. I got to introduce some people to podcasting as a concept and then other people enjoyed clean comedy and they seemed to appreciate what we were doing. And I think I made more inroads with the other vendors than I did even with the people. Um, but that's one of the reasons. The second reason that it was a good thing is there was a lady at the table next to me and she had technology and her, she represented a non not-for-profit place that is kind of like a library for, for blind technology. And so you can go there as a, as a blind person and you can test out and try out all these different things that they have. Everything from magnifiers, uh, to video magnification, uh, talking alarm clocks, um, buttons that tell time. And the, one of the coolest things on the table was the least impressive looking things. She, it, it, it looked like a scale and she, she opened it up and she put a flyer underneath it and it started reading the flyer. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that looked like a, a, a scale from the 1950s. It's the least impressive looking thing you have on the table yet is it is the most obviously awesome thing that you have on the table. So not only does she and her, you know, her not-for-profit, uh, I can't remember what they were called or I would just call them by their name, but, um, they also allow people to, to check out the items, take them home for up to, I believe she said five weeks at a time to try out the technology and then they can go and, and purchase the technology themselves. And I think that is so awesome. Well, anyway, this lady saw that I had these business cards. It was almost time to pack up and she noticed them and she said, Oh, large print and Braille. And I was like, I did my homework and I was just beaming, you know, grinning from ear to ear. Cause somebody noticed and, and the Braille was worth it because almost every person that came up and I handed, I said, I'm going to hand you a business card and they would hold out their hand and I'd put it in their hand and they would notice the Braille and I would see their little fingers and I'd say, I'm going to let you read. And they'd say, okay. And then they would, they would read the Braille. And they said, that story show, find us in your favorite podcast app. Oh, wow. Okay. What is that? And then I would give me a chance to talk to them. And so it was, it was definitely worth the money. And so thank you patrons, you know, I, I, it's, it's patron money I'm spending here. And so I spent money on banners. Um, and, and you'd think, okay, 
Uh, some of you are thinking, why did you get banners, James? If they can't see, why did you bother decorating it all? Well, I had a feeling, um, cause I, I know a couple of blind folks and they're married to sighted people. And most, I would say not most, but at least some, uh, blind folks have someone in their life who sees and helps them get around and things like that. I know that folks are very independent as well. Uh, I talked to several folks that made it all the way across, uh, uh, Illinois by themselves by train. And, uh, they, they had taken a taxi and gotten into, you know, very impressive, you know, soloists, but I know there are people that have loved ones that would be attending with them and they would be able to see. And I also knew that just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't see all the way. And I was surprised. Um, there were folks that had the glasses on, you know, the dark glasses. And, um, uh, I don't still don't quite know why people wear them. Maybe, maybe their eyes aren't appealing to look at and they're, they're more comfortable behind the glasses. Um, and then there were a few folks that had their eyes open and would blink and stuff. And you could, you would think they could see. And I even asked one guy named Terry, I said, can you see me? And he's like, Nope. People always think I can see them, but I can't. And, uh, and then there were folks that had the glasses on and, and she's talking to me the whole time. And she finally is, is ready to move on. And she goes, nice hair, by the way. And I was like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) And I thought she was completely blind. So, you know, it, I, I felt like I still wanted to put my best out there, even if it wasn't going to be seen by everyone. Those that were going to see needed to know that I put the same amount of effort into their um, experience as I did uh, any any anything I would do for a sighted person I wanted to do for a blind person. Does that make sense? Is that okay? I think so. It's it's just like in children's ministry. Um, we we said, you know what? No matter if you have 300 kids or three, you do the same program. You do it as if there's 300 kids there. You know why? Because those three kids came and you're telling them they're not important. If you don't do everything, do all the games, all the skits, all the illustrations, all the songs, everything for those three kids. And I did the same thing for the blind folks, even those that couldn't see, you know what? Somebody might've told them, Hey, he, he, he went all out, you know, he did a whole thing. So that's why. And it was worth it and it was fun and I will do it again and again until I've given out all these business cards and then I will quit. No, I'm kidding. If I, I feel a calling, believe it or not, to the blind community, um, podcasts could be, uh, you know, or uh, I think are the perfect form of entertainment for anybody, but especially blind folks who maybe can't enjoy television in the same way you and I do. I could be completely off about that because I talked to a young lady, her name was Jackie and she told me she loves television. And she told me that I needed to get, um, uh, uh, an HD, uh, antenna instead of buying that Netflix and all that stuff. And, uh, I might just do that. I might just do that, but I don't watch local TV. So, you know, I don't, I don't like sports. So what do I need local TV for anyway? I don't know. But 
The uh, Illinois Council of the Blind Convention was a wonderful experience. I was so glad to be able to go and be there. And it was kind of a redeeming thing for me because there's a guy there named Terry. And, and I'll just keep it at that for his privacy's sake. But Terry is um, involved with a group of, of uh, I think he's the, the leader of the Illinois or, or at least his area, maybe a district kind of thing. I don't know, but he has regular meetings and uh, people come to him and they talk about stuff that, you know, applies to them and their lifestyle. And he had invited me in the past to come out and talk about podcasting. And I had said, sure. And it was during one of my uptimes. And then when the time came, I was, I was down, I was down bad. And I had to, I had to pull out, you know, I couldn't do it and I felt so bad. And so when he asked me, if, could I come to this? I was like, yes. And I said, yes, uh, during a moderately uptime, but then the 20 milligrams kicked in from a few weeks ago, like, you know, and now I'm like totally back to normal. Like I haven't been for years. And so I was thrilled to be able to be there. I'm telling you, I was so much my old self that I went around to every single vendor and introduced myself while they were setting up. And then I came back cause I didn't want to eat up all their time. Cause they were setting up. I came back and I looked at all their stuff and asked them to tell me what they were selling and stuff. And then after it was over, I went up to them and asked them how they did. And I made friends. I, you know, I mean, we're not calling each other or going on dates or anything, but, um, I, I, I was myself and that was the old James, you know, I used to just go up and talk to people. I wasn't necessarily incredibly outgoing, but I wasn't the guy to hide in the corner and just sit with my back to everybody like I had become. And so it was, it was just a good experience all to all together. But I told you all that because I'm talking about not sleeping well that night for some reason. I could not fall asleep. I had woken up so early for me and I'd driven all the way over there and done that whole thing. I had not napped when I got back because I, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess up my sleep. I laid in that bed until six 30 in the morning before I finally slept. And then the, the alarm or my wife tries to wake me up. I can't remember what time, eight o'clock. I had only had an hour and a half, two hours of sleep at the most. And I even got out of bed. I was, I was just so miserable. I, I got in the shower. I got myself cleaned up. I still couldn't keep my eyes open. I said, sweetie, I, I hate this. I can't, I can't go to church. I can't do it. I need to go to bed. I, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely, I can't drive like this. I'm not going to be able to sit up straight in church. I, it's just that it's that bad. And she let me off the hook to her credit. Um, but I was supposed to go. I really wanted to go. That's why I forced myself to get out of bed and go get in the shower anyway. Cause I figured it would wake me up because I wanted to meet with, um, the children's pastor because she had, she had mentioned talking to each other about the Sunday that I did and all that kind of stuff. So I was looking forward to that and I missed that. I did. I'm going to have to email her and tell her I'm sorry even though it's Wednesday night and I won't do it till tomorrow and it's late in the week and that's terrible. But, um, anyway, so, uh, I, 
I, like I said, coming full circle, I have realized that so far, the only thing that I have been able to determine whether or not I sleep good or not seems to be whether or not I've worked out that day. And I didn't work out that day. And my workouts, as I mentioned last week, are me walking. That's all I'm doing. I started with 10 minutes uh, a few months ago. I upped it to 20 minutes. And now I'm at 30 minutes at a, uh, a, a, a two. I don't even know what it is. It's just two incline (laughs) incline is one or two and it's at two. And, uh, and then my speed, I've gone from two to 2.3. So I hit two and then I tap the up button three times to get to 2.3 and I work up a sweat now and I go for 30 minutes and I'm going to wait maybe another week. And then I'm going to ramp it up to 40 minutes. My goal is to get to an hour. And uh, I will tell you right now, things are looking good. Because I was just telling my friend David today, I had lunch with him today. He made me lunch. It was crazy. I was like at a fancy restaurant. But I was telling him today that, you know, 10 minutes comes and goes like nothing. But at first, it was like everything I could do to make it to 10 minutes. I was watching that clock just tick down. Oh my goodness. Of course, one thing I learned is don't watch the dumb clock, but, uh, no, I, the other thing is have something interesting to listen to. And I've been listening to a guy named Jordan Peterson. And if you like me, you will love this guy because he's so amazing and so down to earth. Um, and he, he seems Oh, he's so drawn to the scriptures and he doesn't even know why yet. You know, it it's like watching CS Lewis. If we were able to see his transition from atheism into Christianity. Um, but yeah, look up Jordan Peterson. He, he, he's a lot of people think he's a political person. He's really not. He's a free speech person and he's a thinker and he's a, uh, a psychologist. And, um, He's very good. He's just very good. I'm reading his book right now. It's called Jordan B. Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, an an Antidote to Chaos. And it's it's really good. It almost preaches. He, He does a lot of Bible references for a guy that I don't think is a Christian yet, but he's Canadian. He's really smart. It's like listening to a daggone college professor talk it it's like reading scripture i mean his his ideas and his sentences are so laden with information that i hate getting interrupted while i'm listening to him because i'm like i feel like i'm already three sentences behind what he's talking about and then i gotta stop and try to pick up where he left off it's just it's terrible but jordan peterson just look him up in youtube and uh listen to some stuff that he talks about um on there and, uh, and see, and just e- email me James at NLCast.com. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think of him. Cause, uh, cause he's, he's good, man. He's really good. So, um, as far as weight and, uh, and stuff, I already updated you on my exercise, my weight. Um, I told you last week I was under 290. Well, now I'm well under 290. I'm 287.5 and I will claim that 87 and not round up. I will round down. Thank you very much to 287.5. 
And uh, I'm really excited about that because it had plateaued. And I I do weigh myself every day. David was asking me about to, that today because there's two there's two uh, ways of thinking about it. Some people say do it once a week, but I do it every day because I want to stay mindful and I want to see the patterns. I want to see myself go up a pound and down a pound and hover at the same weight for a while because I did weight watchers. And I'll tell you, there is nothing worse than thinking that you've been doing good all day, all week long. And you get on that scale to weigh in at the meeting and you're three pounds up possibly because of your outfit, possibly because you haven't been to the stinking bathroom recently, possibly. And, and, and it just eats into your whole day. But if you weigh yourself every day, first of all, like I said, you stay mindful of your journey. It, it, it works for me anyway. And then also I see the patterns. I, I know that I fluctuate and I can go anywhere from three pounds, one way to two pounds, another one pound this way, one pound that way. And I don't get panicked and I see, uh, I, I use a tracking system. I mean, it's just built into the phone. It's a Google thing. It came, came, uh, the link to it anyway, came with the scale that I bought. Um, and, and it, it shows all of the weigh-ins because it communicates with my scale and the weigh-ins are, you know, there's little jaggedy lines, there's ups and downs here and there. But the big line, the big overarching line is going down and it's going down right now to 287.5, which <laughs> I have this song I sing and my wife thinks that's hilarious, but I, I go and I look at the, you know, the, the scale and the scale tells me I'm doing good that I'm down 1.7 pounds and all this. And then I go look in the mirror because we have this full length mirror and I'm like, I'm still fat do, 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 do. and I do a little dance. I'm still fat do, 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 do. <laughs> and it stinks to have lost almost 30 pounds and still be fat. But I can tell a huge difference, guys. I shaved the dogs today or this week and I, I groom our dogs, uh, the dog I don't like and the dog I hate. And, um, I, I use professional clippers. I have a little table that I got on Amazon that's full, you know, standing height that the dogs can be at the right height. Um, it wasn't as expensive as I thought it would be. And, and it's nice. And I have an apron that I wear that keeps the dog hair off me, even though I forgot to wear it this last time. And this is the first time that I have shaved them and not had to sit down halfway through because I couldn't support the weight of my own gut because my back would hurt and my hands and arms would ache. That's what 10 years of sitting behind a computer screen will do to you. And I've been working out and it's been working. It's such an awesome thing to get dressed and not be out of breath, to be able to get up out of bed and feel more uh, alert and alive. And I know part of it's the medicine, but working out has been incredible for me. And if you're someone that's like me, where you're big and fat and you kind of hate it, and it's hard to reach all the parts of you when you're in the shower and you're really sick of it. And maybe you had a loved one like your father or your mother, like I do, um, that were big and you don't want to be that anymore. Then start the way I started with, with the tiniest thing, just change one little thing and then grow. Once you've mastered that one little thing, maybe it's, Maybe it's five minutes a day of walking, five minutes, five days a week, 
of walking um, or, or, or leaving, you know, eating one bowl of cereal instead of two or one and a half instead of two or leaving half of it in the bowl, whatever works for you. Um, there is a way to turn it around. I'm telling you today, I went to a, my favorite restaurant and I had a, 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 a grilled chicken sandwich with Provel cheese and it had, um, uh, honey mustard sauce on it. And I got fries on the side and I had a total of six French fries and I left the rest of them on the table. I had it with ketchup. I ate my entire sandwich. I ordered a bowl of fruit as a side, which was extra, but it was worth it. It felt like a daggum dessert. And I've never been the kind of person that thought of fruit as dessert. Dessert is dessert. You know what I'm saying? All I'm trying to say is change is possible. Even for lazy fat people like me, you just have to, first of all, want it. And for me, you guys know I shared the, the, the thousand pound or 900 pound sisters that the one of them's husband was the one that I kind of focused on. And I'm like, that could be me. I'm going to keep gaining weight. I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to eventually be 450 pounds like he was. And I think he's lost some weight since then, but I was like, I don't want to be that, but that's where I'm headed. I'm doing nothing but gaining just a tiny bit every single week. And when I got a, finally got enough guts to get on the scale and saw that I was over 300, which I'd never wanted to get to, never thought I ever was going to get to, I knew, I knew something had to change. And now my pants don't fit me. You know what's crazy about that is loose jeans make you feel fat. I don't know why, but they just do. And loose t-shirts are the same way. I don't know what it is. You would think it would make you feel thin, but no. <laughs> Tightening up that belt and trying to keep your pants on <laughs> makes you feel like a fatso. I don't know. But if anybody ever wants to talk to me about these kind of things, email me, james at nlcast.com or get on Discord and, and direct message me. If you don't know what Discord is, don't worry about it. Just email me. Um, if you want to know about Discord, it's a chat program. You can get on it by going to nlcast.com, click on community, then click on discord and boom, you can be right there in there. Discord is neat in that you can use it on your phone. Um, you can use it in the browser or you can download it and use it as an app on your desktop. So there you go. Um, I am, I, I joined, uh, uh, something. I joined a group called podcast Academy. And, um, I wasn't real sure about it. I had found it a while back ago and I'm, I'm like, they want a hundred dollars to join. What, what for, what's the point? And then a friend of mine, Daniel J. Lewis announced that he was on the board and I'm like, okay, that gives us some legitimacy, you know? And then I started thinking, well, maybe they're trying to become the podcast Academy, kind of like the Academy Awards for movies. And I'm like, somebody's got to do it. Maybe it's these guys. They definitely got the right name. So just out of sheer stupidity, I don't know, just the desire to reach out and network and get involved in, in a, in, in a something I went ahead and did it. Thanks again to, uh, Patreon funds. I was able to invest that money and I'm telling you what, I am a believer now they had a mentor mentee program that I signed up for immediately. 
And even though I've been podcasting for 16 years and I know my way around a microphone, I, it's like I told my mentor, I said back 16 years ago, there, there was no networking. There was no advertising. There was none of these things. There was no Patreon back then. And there was nobody wanting to buy time on podcasts and networking was, was very regional meaning, you know, you just found a few people and hung out with them online, you know, that kind of thing. So this guy, I told him, I, I don't have any experience really with networking and, um, marketing and, uh, search engine optimization. And, um, so they matched me with him and this guy works for ESPN, which is owned by Disney. And so he invited me to a zoom call and it was disney.zoom.com. And so, <laughs> um, some of these podcasting mentor groups had up to three people per mentor, but I got matched one-on-one -on -one with this dude and he hasn't podcasted as long as me, but his, his resume is very impressive. He's helped launch podcast networks and he is definitely in the world of podcasting and he knows all the stuff I don't know. And man, he dove right in. We, we met together this morning. A matter of fact, uh, I had to get up super early cause he's Eastern time and I'm central time. And so that means it's later for him and earlier for me, but he immediately pulled up my, my page on, um, iTunes and he started going down the list. I love your logo. Uh, I would change this about your description. Blah, 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 blah. And it was just so good to get, uh, uh, what, what do they call it? Constructive criticism because with podcasting, it's one or the other. You either get ultimate praise. And most, if, if you go to iTunes, I have a thousand two hundred and sixty seven five-star reviews and I only have 58 one-star reviews. So I could say very plainly and very clearly that my podcast experience has been largely positive. Would you not agree that in the 16 years I've been doing this, I have had a largely positive experience. I have had negative reviews. There's 58 of them. And I've had bad emails sent to me occasionally, but I've never had the in-between where somebody could appear or somebody that knew podcasting, listen to my stuff, read my stuff and give me honest feedback that I could accept without getting my feelings hurt, you know, because the kind of feedback that I get that's negative is always, Oh, you talked about somebody that was fat and that hurt my feelings. Cause my dad's fat and he can't help it. Or, you know, it's, or you say, you said a bad word and I never say bad words, but you, I swear you had a bad word in one of your podcasts and blah, blah, blah. you know, it's, it's like every three years I get an email like that, but that doesn't help me. It's, it doesn't help me all know what to improve on, especially when they just got their feelings hurt for no reason. And it wasn't on purpose. So the, um, experience is really great. Not only do I get a mentor though, I get a peer mentor. Um, we, we mentor each other and they connected us together. And so me and this dude, um, who's also a podcaster, he does fiction are, um, checking each other out this week and we're meeting together and, uh, we're gonna swap 
you know, ideas. We've met together once and it was just mostly a high get to know you kind of thing. It was a real quick deal. Um, but we're going to be meeting together and it's going to be great. And I'm really excited. And occasionally they have, uh, classes. Matter of fact, I would say regularly they have classes, um, that are about helping podcasts to grow and to know how to learn how to do all the stuff that I don't know how to do. So I already feel like I've gotten my money's back out of it. And plus they do an annual awards show kind of program. And I would love to be at the award winning podcast, that story show. You know what I'm saying? That just has a nice ring to it. You know, please. Yes, please. I'll take an award. I'll even take a nominated award nominated podcast. That story show. I just want, I want the award. That's the only thing I'm in it for. Everything else is just bonus. So, um, let's see. So I did, I mentioned that, uh, I'm doing art and I have to mention it again because it's, it's, you know, you guys are people and, uh, people need artwork sometimes and I'm an artist and I'm fully committed to doing this art thing full time. So I have to talk about it and you have to suffer through it. Um, draw your picture.com. Um, I will draw you anything. I'll draw your face. Even if it's dumb, I'll draw your baby. Even if they're not as cute as they could be, I will draw your dog. I will draw logos. I will draw your church, a logo. I will draw a t-shirt design. I will do family reunion t-shirt designs. I will do anything, business card designs, all kinds of stuff. And all you have to do is go to draw you a picture or yeah, draw you a picture.com and uh, fill out the form at the bottom and we can get started. I've, I've gotten another job this week. I'm going to be doing um, a prayer card for a missionary, and I'm really excited about that. He wants me to draw all five of his family members, and it's going to take forever. And I quoted him way below what I felt like I should have got, but he accepted it even though I was nervous. I, was feel, I still felt like I was charging too much, you know, because he's a missionary, and I didn't want to, you know. I, I Missionaries are heroes to me, and, I, and, and they need their money so they can go do mission stuff, but... I, I still got to do, you know, I still got to get paid, you know? So anyway, I'm excited about that. He's working on getting headshots together and then I'm going to, I'm going to draw them all up. And and then he told me he was going to put it on a business card. And I'm like, Oh, you can't do that. At least get a half of a poster. I mean, uh, uh, half of a, what do you call it? A postcard size. Maybe there's something a little bigger, you know, that you could get it on. Cause a, a business card is tiny and the artwork will not be seen and appreciated properly. So anyway, uh, if you need some art done, let me know. That's the end of that part right there. But just look for that every single episode. All right. Um, I did stand up comedy for the first time. I already talked about that. I won't go through it again, but I have an idea for next time because I was the only person that wasn't up there rhyming. Everybody else was poetry, uh, or rapping, and so what I decided to do is I'm going to turn and, and I had this idea while I was laying there that Saturday night trying to sleep. I had this idea. I'm going to turn my set, you know, my, my, my stuff, my talk into a rhyme and I've already done it and I would share it with you, but I will do it after I perform it in a month. Okay. Um, but it's about stop signs and how St. Louis people, some people don't see them as stop signs. They, they just don't, treat them right. They, they, they instead of, oh, I'll give you a little hint. How about that? Um, let's see. Uh, 
One thing about St. Louisans, the craziest thing I've ever seen. The stop sign is red, but they see they think it's green. So anyway, it's it's gonna work. It's gonna be funny. I think it'll get the respect of the crowd. And am I gonna become a rhyming comedian? I doubt it. It would be a good, sweet little gig. I've never heard of one doing it before. But um, but I think they will appreciate uh me trying. And I think I'll win over my crowd. And that's all I want. I just want to make these people laugh. And uh and 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 like I said, I was the only white dude up on the stage. So <laughs> which I don't mind. I have no problem with. Um and I kind of love that actually that I'm, I get to interact in this kind of world in this subculture and, and going to these places and uh, stepping out into the chaos of the unknown, you know, um, and getting, getting to experience this, you know, and, and do it. So I'm, I'm, you know, give myself a pat on the back. I'm proud of myself. So anyway, uh, unfortunately we now come to the main topic of the discussion for today. And that is drama at Red School Bus. Red School Bus is the podcast that I do for uh, upper elementary and middle school students. And it's just like that story show, except it's squeaky clean. And it's stories about kids, for kids, by kids. And um, it's a lot of fun. Um, so here's a story. We had some drama in, in Discord. Discord is the chat program I mentioned earlier where people get on um, we happen to do our, we happen to stream our shows live on discord. Uh, it's audio only at this point, but people can come in and join the live show and they can hear and they can chat with each other while the show's going on. People enjoy it. We have a large turnout. People often ask, is there a show today to the point that it's become a meme almost, is there a show today? And they'll ask on Tuesdays because that's the day we do it. And I, um, I, I respond and sometimes I respond in a joking way or a sarcastic way, or, you know, yes, maybe no, maybe yes, maybe, you know, I don't know. I just, I just always try to be original and, I, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, but at the same time, it's, it is a tiny bit annoying, not because they ask, but because they have to ask and they have to ask because in the past I haven't been consistent because of the depression. And when I can't podcast, I can't podcast. And, and I don't want them to have to hear my dumb story. You know, I don't want them to have to hear, oh, you know, James, who's so fun and happy on the show secretly has a life of doom and despair and gloom, you know? So I, I keep that off of there, you know? Um, and they don't understand and they don't know why. <sighs> But apparently one of their parents got on the discord and heard, heard my sarcasm and took it to heart. The only people that have ever been mad at me in my podcasting world are people that have personalized something that was never intended to be personal. Let's, let's just state some facts here. I don't know you. Okay. I don't know any of you. Um, and therefore there is no way I could personally attack you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the color of your hair. 
I don't know if your eyes both point the same way. I don't know if you're missing a leg. I don't know if you're thin or fat, curly head, straight haired. I don't know if you're red with freckles all over you. I don't know. But every time without fail that I've gotten hate mail, it's been because somebody has taken something I said and it was really close to something that affected them in real life. And they took it personally as if I meant it directly to them. And there is literally no way that that is possible because I don't know them. You know what I'm saying? I can understand how they would feel that way, but logic dictates he couldn't have meant it towards me because he doesn't know me. Okay. But I do understand that with a podcast, you do feel like you get to know the host. And I can understand at the same time that if I said something that, that crept up real close to something that was real personal to you, it might hurt a little more than somebody that just is passing in the street. I understand all of that, but what I don't understand is somebody that doesn't apply the logic that I just talked about. He couldn't have meant it personally. And then I don't understand them not giving me the benefit of the doubt and, and, and stating it in a way of like, Hey, I know there's no possible way you could have meant this, but when you said blah, 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 in one of your stories, it really made me feel da, 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 da. And I thought I would give you a chance to help me to believe that you couldn't have meant what it felt like you meant. Does that make sense? But I don't get that because people that think that way, never send the email people that think rationally and, and balance it out in their minds. They don't, they don't do a, a shotgun reaction. They don't hit that keyboard right away. But somebody in Red School Bus, one of the parents did. Hey, James, I've never gotten on here before, but I thought you might like a heads up as to why you get asked about doing the show. Now, note the tone is mine, but this is the way I'm reading it. This is how I'm reading into it. My kids really do like to listen to you, especially live. And we go out of our way as a family to make that happen. And I'd like to think you could appreciate that. See, that sounds snarky to me. I know for a variety of reasons, you don't feel able to keep a strict schedule. I don't think he does know. Okay. Honestly, don't think he does know because there's not a variety of reasons. And I would love to keep a strict schedule and I do keep a strict schedule when I'm able, but depression is absolutely outside my control. And it's only by the grace of God in that 20 milligrams that I'm where I'm at right now. So he doesn't understand. It's not me not wanting to keep a strict schedule. You see how I'm even taking it personally and he doesn't know me. So I can relate. I know you don't feel able to keep a strict schedule, but the fact of the matter is from our point of view, we only have two options, either just wave you off and not listen or we ask and work around what you feel you can do. As a courtesy, we ask and go from there. If that's annoying, then we will certainly stop. But we will also probably quit being supportive. We give on Patreon, by the way. That's not a threat or anything. I kind of doubt you care. It's just what it is. Like I said, just a heads up. I'm sorry, but that's impossible not to take. And 
it's, it's impossible not to take that negatively and as a threat. Um, I love my patrons. I appreciate the support, but I'm sure those of you that are patrons will realize and accept what I'm about to tell you in a real and practical way. You would, you wouldn't like me if I allowed you to control me because you gave me $5 a month. You wouldn't like me. You would think I was a person of weak character if I allowed your giving and your support to be manipulative to me. And so therefore there is no way in heck I'm going to let this guy push me around using any kind of leverage. Now, again, I don't want to demean what he's doing. He is a supporter. That is huge but it in no way gives him the right to, to use that against me. It's, it goes against the very nature of the word support. Support is there to help, to prop up, not to, not to, not to use like a wrench to, or, or, uh, 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 we call them cattails, uh, to, to, to wedge in there and, 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 pry your way into some point that you're trying to make. So basically the guy, in my opinion, just completely overreacted to me joking around with their, the kids. I didn't know. I don't know who I'm talking to. You know, I don't know the age of the people I'm talking to. They're all just names in a, in a, in an app. And when they ask me, I reply in my snarky way. He took it personally. He got upset. He imagined that I cared and he assumed some things about me. And the first one was that I don't really think you care. And I do care. I care immensely. I want to put out a quality product as timely as I can. I want to be predictable. I want to be predictable, not just in the podcast world, but dadgummit in my real life. And it's only been till recently that I've been able to be. And it's wonderful. And you don't understand. You don't know. You don't know me. So I don't care if people ask. I even, that was my response to this, by the way, as I said, look, I'll take the hit on this one because I am unpredictable. It's my fault. But then recently he made a comeback and yeah, he might've been provoked a little bit by one of my mods because my mod had to take a lot of heat for me. And, uh, my mod is my moderator. I have two of them. And, uh, the point was the, the, we've been timely recently and the guy has never shown up for a show. So my mod logically thought, okay, he sure pitched a lot of fits for somebody that's not even showing up. And so he said something to that effect. I, I think his exact words were, I didn't see you at the show today. And then he quoted the guy's name so that he would be sure to see it. Um, I, I would put that underneath a friendly rib 
because I know the guy. I have mods that I trust and that have good attitudes. They always handle people with respect. But this guy, again, overreacted, took it personally. Brother, I never said I'd come to these shows. I said my kids do. You seem to be grinding a passive-aggressive axe with me because of what I said to James the other day. My kids told me about this comment, and I figured I should respond. I meant nothing offensive to James when I pointed out how not knowing about the show's schedule was a problem. I like James. If I didn't, my family wouldn't be here. So please don't put some pull some flex and point out that I wasn't present. I almost never am, at least on my own account. I listen with the kids sometimes. And I don't like drama, so I won't be responding to anything else you say. Just take it from a brother in Christ. Don't goad people. It's not right. So this was posted on the Red School Bus forum, which is, you know, for the younger ones. And he was disrespectful to my mod, which is against the rules. Basically acting like a middle schooler, in my opinion. So I, I kicked him. Now, kicking is not the same as banning. Banning means you can't come back. Kicking is just more of a formality. You kick them off the server. They can rejoin if they want. You send them away with a little note. And I said something to the effect of you're a little too high strung to be on the server. If you know, if you can chill, you're welcome back kind of deal. So he's back now. And my mods are nervous because they think he's going to think that they kicked him and they don't want any drama. So I texted him or I DM'd him, direct messaged him. And I said, look, um, the, the mods didn't kick you. I did. If you have any concerns or you need to vent about anything in the future, please direct it at me and please do it through a direct message. And that's it. That's it. And if he doesn't like drama, then that should be enough. But I just wanted to get it out there because this is, this is crappy. I don't like it when stuff gets stupid and this got stupid. It was over nothing. And somebody got really bent out of shape over nothing twice. And this is my personal audio journal. This is where I get my frustrations out. And it's a frustration because I want Red School Bus to be a positive experience for everybody. And nobody was disrespecting anybody's kids. Nobody was doing anything wrong. Except for me. I wasn't doing a regular show. Um, but I, I definitely didn't get the benefit of the doubt. And he he says he meant nothing offensive to me, but he did threaten to pull his patronage. So I'm half a mind to just cancel it. I, I have the ability to cancel Patreon supports individually and then keep them from being able to give in the past, which I've used, believe it or not. I had a kid one time that learned how to game the system. And uh, for instance, there was a perk that he wanted at the $10 level, $10 an episode back then. And so what he did is he signed up for the $10 level and then limited it in his account to only give once every four episodes. So once a month. So instead of $40 level, he was getting the perks of somebody giving $40 
at $10 a month. And I canceled him and I banned him uh, because I don't like games. And that's the reason why I moved from a per episode basis, which I preferred because when I don't do a show, I don't think I should get paid, but I moved it to a monthly subscriber fee because uh, of, of this kid and people that would do something similar. Um, it's just a little cleaner and, um, yeah, it, it, it's a little more beneficial to me, but I truly, you guys know me. I, I try not to take advantage. Um, and you guys have been awesome when, whenever I've not been able to post, but as you can tell right now with GOK, I'm being very regular. And that's been my, I've told you that's been my goal and my passion the whole time. So anyway, I'm done complaining and crying and crapping. All right. Facebook, Facebook. We had a great Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash NL cast. I'd love for you to join it and get in there and chat with fellow people. That's where all the adults gather. If you're an adult, go to Facebook group. It's, it's a lot of fun. Twitter.com slash NL cast is how you follow me. That's where you go. If you want to keep up with what I'm doing creatively during out throughout the week, thoughts I'm having things that I find that I love, you know, like a, a good, uh, a good TV show or a movie review or a movie trailer more like it. Um, you know, artwork that I've done, stuff like that. Also, Instagram is a great place to follow me. Um, I'm on, uh, I'm on TikTok. I don't know how to link you there though. Just try looking up James Kennison. See if you're on TikTok, because I've got a few TikToks out there. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find a link and I'll, I'll mention it in the next episode. How about that? Uh, and then of course there's Patreon. If you want to support me, um, <laughs> and you want to, you want to get that pry bar in there and just argh, use it against me. Argh, I, just, I give to your show. It's not a threat, but if you don't do what I want and accept what I say, I'm going to pull my funding from you. Uh, if you want to be one of those, I'll put up with you for a while, at least a month or two. <laughs> Patreon.com slash GOK. All right, you guys, God bless. Thank God for those 20 milligrams, right? You know, it's, it's doing wonders and, uh, I'll talk to you next week. It's been fun. Bye.